Hey, welcome to Story on the Spot. Talking with his mind. <laughs> My name is Jim Heskett. Right over here, we have Nick Thacker. Down there is R.A. McGee, says Mr. Wolf. Oh, Nick says my other podcast is a bestseller. Right. Yeah, all my pen names do amazing. It's just my regular name that doesn't sell. Um, and Kevin Tumlinson down here. And we will be right back after the intro if I could find it. Here it is. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> And we are back. How's everybody yeah, doing today? Are. Count of three. How are you doing? One, two, three. Crotchety. Bueno. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nick did promise before the show that he was going to be crotchety. So uh, uh, anybody tuned in today, you've got that to look forward to. <laughs> Kevin came because he thought it. I said crotchy, but um, <laughs> he's disappointed now that it was a real word. Crotchy. I'm in. <laughs> um, so, hey, uh, let us know where you're watching from, and don't forget to vote by comment after each round. Story on the spot, right what we here. do here. Kevin's watching from a van. <laughs> well, I am watching what, from a van. <laughs> what we're going to do here in this 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 here show called Story on the Spot is I'm going to put some story prompts on the screen. These three authors are going to take turns pitching a story, and then the best one gets the point. You get to vote if you're watching. You don't have to watch live. You can watch the replay, too, and still vote by comment. Now let me share my screen here. Turn this off. All right. So first we have a little bit of housekeeping to attend to from last week. Our winner was R.A. McGee. Hooray. And there's your reward. I was just stretching. I did it. <laughs> you did it. I'm so wow. Proud of production me. values like quadrupled since last week. Look at it really that. Has. It really has. Pretty amazing. <laughs> okay. So, hey, viewers, remember to watch each pitch in a round vote by comment and then you can tune in next week to see the winner uh we've got this a is nice i like this yeah it's like yes good yeah. hey, i like that i like the quality of the presentation now matches the quality of my pitches it's good is the van down by the river desi mcgee wants to know if kevin's van is down by the river there's Kevin. always a river there, there's always a river <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's get into our first story prompt. Oops, no, I can't click there. I got to click over here. Oh, whoops. First, today's bonus word is winkle picker. Winkle picker is a shoe with a long pointed toe. And if you can work the word winkle picker into your story pitch, you're going to get one of these. And that should also be its own reward, but you also get a bonus point. All right. Mm. Mm. Winkle picker. Everybody got it? Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> These guys don't look sure. Okay, here's our first right. here's our first story prompt. This is called The Odd Couple. Nicole Draper, 40, was arrested in Largo, Florida, on charges of domestic battery after allegedly attacking her father due to his flatulence, according to an arrest affidavit. Draper, who shares a room and a home in Largo with her 59-year-old father, allegedly punched him in the face numerous times, leaving him with a bloody left eye and scratches all over his neck, authorities said. She pleaded not guilty before being released. So who among you will be the first to pitch us a story based on the woman beating up her dad for his stinky farts? I got this. 
I think it's pretty obvious what this is. I mean, we got a classic case here of uh, of some mind control. Uh, the father has been, uh, you know, just just kind of messing with a little bit. Um, he is a what we call because he lives in Florida. He's what we call a failed mastermind criminal, um, and uh, he's sort of trying to get back in the game. You know, he's trying to make this is like his big um, magnum opus, and he's figured out how to kind of Frankenstein this uh, this chemical um, that will allow people to. Um, be controlled by him. And th there's one problem here, and that's he doesn't really have a good way for to get people to ingest it. He can't exactly get a can of it, and, and he doesn't know how to aerosolize it. Um, he doesn't have the money to uh, to make it into a pill. Uh, so he does what he knows best, and he decides that if he ingests it first and then farts it out, um, that creates the the air par particles, uh, follicles, whatever you want to call them, um, that, uh, that, that allows someone else to breathe it in, uh, and therefore he can control them. Now, <clears throat> his second mistake was uh, doing this to his uh, to his daughter, um, <clears throat> who he was hoping to turn. Now she's got kind of a she's got kind of some issues. You know, she's been arrested a couple times before, uh, mainly for selling um, Florida alligators to the Mexican cartel so they can make their um, winkle twinkles, whatever they're called. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so you know what I'm talking about those little pointy shoes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and so, uh, so, so he knows he's like, Hey, so she's maybe she thinks she's going to be a good target. Well, that ends up, she's not because he just basically says, I need you to attack, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> this, uh, this, this person or whatever. And he tries to point her in the right direction, but all she hears is attack. And so she starts beating the crap out of him, uh, and a domestic battery case ensues and, uh, she gets hauled off to prison. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Mm. Nick Thacker. Mm. The word was, what was the word again? <laughs> it was winkle, winkle picker. Winkle, winkle, winkle picker. Winkle picker. All right. Well, I get credit for that. Cause that's what I, you know, <laughs> I haven't been called right. that since high school. I know. <laughs> All right. R.A. Kevin, who wants to, I'm ready. Second? I'm ready. Right. I got this. I got All right. This. All right. Go well, ahead. <clears throat> I, I think this is, this is a, a, just a tragic case of, of mistaken identity. And, you know, it, it's 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 a story that's in the same vein as uh, Big Fish. I don't know if you guys ever saw Big mm -hmm. Fish. Um, I'm afraid of fish. I, I skipped that one. Uh, it's a big fish, so it's even worse. I can understand I why you stayed away from it, bro. No worries. I know. So you should watch it, though. It's really good. But in any event, so uh, I think that Nicole has dealt with her father uh, his whole life, man. He's just had this wicked, wicked farts. Just wicked <laughs> It just never stopped, right? Like, we're not dealing with a woman who was pushed to the brink by one day of flatulence. We're dealing with a woman who has just had a lifetime of this. And she's always like, Dad, you know, go to the doctor, get this thing fixed. And he goes, you know, hon, I can't. When I was a, a young man, you know, in England, I was experimented on, okay? And, and these are the ramifications of that. These are the effects. Like, I just, I can't do anything about it. You know, if you love me, you're just going to have to understand, you know, your mom left me because of these farts and I just, I'm by myself and it's just too much for me. And so Nicole does her best to, to keep up uh, with it, but she just can't, she just can't handle it. And one day the farts are too much. She hits him. She goes to jail. She gets out. He's still farting. And after this story takes place, she actually kills her father over these farts. Okay. Now what happens is she puts an ad in the paper uh, you know, saying that her father died, she's still going to have the wake and the memorial and all that stuff like a good daughter. Right. And who shows up to the wake, but the Willy Wonka, all right, coming to see his old friend, Charlie, 
after so long and that the fizzy lifting drinks gave him the flatulence that never, ever went away. And so Charlie Draper is Charlie from Charlie and the Fact Chocolate Factory. And Willy Wonka comes to pay his respects to his fallen comrade. So that's what the farts are about. <laughs> very nice, R.A. Thank you very much. All right, Kevin, bring us home for the first round. Okay. Hey, I actually think this is a uh, an inciting incident. This is actually the first or possibly the last straw that is the first step uh, in a whole new adventure for our heroine, Nicole Draper. Because uh, once she gets uh, out of jail and she's at home, She's mad at her father for uh, turning her in over this. Uh, but that was, it was this incident. Uh, it's like the last straw. Like she, she finally had enough. She, uh, she hit him. When she gets home, she kicks him in the Winkle Pickers and, uh, <laughs> and gets on her way. <laughs> I'll allow it. No. Uh, <laughs> didn't say how to use it. So uh, th- this is like step one for her. She's out. And uh, she's moving out into the world, and she, now she's discovered this toughness inside of her. So she's got a you know take take no crap attitude now, and she's going off and she's going to face off on new adventures, and it leads to a series of uh, sort of you know interesting and likely events. She meets a she meets a guy hitchhikes across the country. Uh, he tries to attack her. He goes for her winkle his winkle pinker pickers, and uh, basically. Uh, it's a sort of coming of age tale, uh, a woman coming into her own, her own, discovering her own strength. I skewed very, more serious on this one. Hmm. Mm. Very nice. Except for the, um, except for the world. Yeah. Also, uh, Desi would say, if you love me, you love my farts, possible episode title. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's good. Uh, Desi, it's a little too long. I think it's mm. a couple words too many, but that is yeah. clever. I love my fart. Yeah. Farts like us. Lisa said that stupid Facebook didn't remind you. We're glad you made it anyway, Lisa. Roland, hey, Agent Roland Denzel says my roomie here bringing his expertise to the table. Um, so if you are watching, you know, we just did our first round. Vote for your favorite pitch. Vote by comment for which one of those three you liked the best. Remember, and now, what I yeah. empowered women with my story. <laughs> that is despicable. Yeah. Um, Hashtag okay. he too. <laughs> okay, coming up next, it's Hashtag a bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to do interrupter again, but I am not going to. I'm going to set the timer for a lot uh, shorter this time. Good. <laughs> it went on for a little bit too long. Like one time. second, maybe? <laughs> No, but okay, so here is our prompt. So oh, let me re-explain the rules again. I'm going to say a prompt, uh, someone else continues, and then someone interrupts with a beep, and then if you're the one talking when the secret timer runs out, we'll say the game is over, but then also you close off the story in the last sentence or two. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. like, if you're the winner, we still want to give the people a complete story. Mm-hmm. So you That's win and finish yeah. the story. Okay. That's what they're looking for. Once upon a time, there was a firefighter who collected Star Wars toys until one day while fighting a fire, he found a strange object on the ground. It was his own toy from when he was a kid, and it was burnt around the edges just a little bit, not to a crisp, just enough so that he could recognize it, which was weird because it meant that it wasn't actually in the fire from the beginning. It meant that somebody must have placed the toy there. Beep! and the toy was now animated. 
He picked it up and it started slowly moving. The chest was rising and falling. And so our firefighter collector guy starts to wonder, was this toy alive the whole time? And if it was alive. And th that toy was a tiny little plastic Chewbacca. And now that it was alive, it started talking to him and imparting wisdom such as. And the, the, firefighter the problem was he couldn't understand a word he was saying because um, there's not an actual language uh, in real life uh, for Chewbacca's speech. And so he basically has to go around the country and try to Beep. find somebody. And he's trying to find the long lost C-3PO doll, because if he can find Time. the animated C-3PO doll, C-3PO can translate Chewbacca for him and tell him what happened in the fire all those years ago. Oh, very nice, R.A. Point for R.A. Well done. All right, let's move on to our next story. <laughs> this one's called No Geraldo, No Cry. Carl Matthews of Bar, New York, mysteriously found a large safe on his farm one day with a note attached saying whoever opened the safe could have the contents. The safe attracted so much attention that local deputies had to shoo away a crowd trying to break it open with sledgehammers. For now, Carl has moved the safe to one of his barns. He estimates it weighs 500 to 600 pounds, but he has no interest in seeing what's inside. If you open it, the show's over, he said. People have a lot of fun talking about it. My personal feeling is leave it as a mystery. Okay, I uh, I think I can go with this one. Uh, so uh, Carl, uh, he's he's not opening this thing, uh, but it turns out. Let's see, who was the left? I missed a lot of the details. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Hold on, rereading. Okay. Uh, so Carl. <laughs> so. Carl is, uh, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's kind of a showman. He wants to keep the show rolling. So, you know, the, the safe, it's now sort of a Schrodinger sh safe. Like, is, is there anything in there or is it empty? Uh, and over time, even though he's a showman, he starts to become obsessed with the idea of the safe. And he, he starts to equate the safe to his, his own existence. So if someone opens the safe, he's afraid he'll just cease to exist. He'll actually just pop out of existence. So he's, now he, he becomes jealous of it zeal and, and guarding it zealously, uh, trying to keep people from it. But in the meantime, uh, it's actually having a sort of weird effect on anyone who's within, say, 100 miles of it. Like, within 100 miles, you start to become attracted to it, and you start to move toward it. And so the closer you get to it, the more obsessed you become with it, and then you want to open it. So now it's become a battle uh, between Carl and anyone who's within even a few feet of it uh, to fight and protect the safe, keep them from getting into it. Uh, in, the, in the end, someone does actually crack open the safe. Carl falls dead to the ground, and the safe is, in fact, empty. And then we jump to a sort of alternate plane where a bunch of sort of Diddy-Dodd-type creatures are playing a little game with humanity. They want to see, you know, they want to test things like curiosity and envy and greed and that sort of thing so they're actually moving on to the next test so another object appears else on earth and that's the end of the story of the safe it's definitely not anything that nick or ra would say though hmm. well i can tell you what the actual answer is if you're uh, if you're ready for it um, go no, right ahead no let's hear it 
It's a classic. I'm sure they have them open it case. and find a winkle, winkle pickers in there, but that seems yeah, too obvious. Not too late. I already started mine. I already started mine. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I think this is a classic case. Uh, what we've got here is a, uh, uh, a classic case of a failure to communicate. Um, we've got a guy who um, is, in, is in partnership with his best friend for a long time um, who has figured out a way to make safes that are uncrackable. Um, other than just brute force, and it would take like you know a, a, a freaking like a um, you know uh, I run a, what are they called the a big machine <laughs> to, to you, open them. You tell us, uh, storyteller. Uh, <laughs> no one can actually crack this safe with just their bare hands or, uh, or small tools, manual tools. Um, and so they've come up with this marketing ploy uh, in order to to get sales for their safe. And it's a grassroots campaign. It starts real slow with uh, the partner um, finding a safe, you know, mysteriously on his farm and uh, mentioning it to the paper. Uh, and then, of course, you know, it's obvious that it's a marketing ploy when he says, oh, I just want to leave it closed. But I've already mentioned it. You know, um, uh, I just uh, no one want, I don't want anyone to open it now, even though people will still come and see it and then they'll go buy our safes and all that. Um, he's uh, he's kept his name off the uh, off the official record for this business. That's why. It works because nobody knows he's actually in business with this other guy. Um, the climax of the story comes when uh, somebody finally does figure out how to open the safe. It's a rival safe maker and has found this technology uh, for his own safes. And then he go, he wonders, maybe this is what they did um, to, 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 to use their safe. So he goes in at night and he, uh, he opens the safe and out pops the dead body of the partner. And his winkle twinkle toes. <laughs> that's, I, I, I forgot to mention that, but that's what he wears. Like that's his kind of his, his his trademark. That's what he wears. I knew. That's that's the word. That's the word. Yeah, whatever it is. Is that, is that the word? <laughs> winkle picker. I knew. I knew choosing that word was going to give you guys some problems this week. Winkle I was twinkle. curious. I can't even okay. remember regular words most days. <laughs> All right, R.A., bring us home. What do you got on story number two? Okay, so I think that we are uh, um, we're dealing with a story that started in the early 20th century, you know, around the time where, uh, you know, you had a lot of like kind of like weird magic things and a lot of occult things, you know, when people would get dressed up to go to the theater and see Houdini, their finest like three-piece suits and winkle pickers and stuff, you know, they just want to make sure that they look really good. Uh, when they go out. And so what we're dealing with is kind of like a nebbish little uh, uh, magician type. And he's decided that, you know, in, in a very Lovecraftian tradition, that he's going to conjure one of the, the elder gods. And he's going to conjure them. And he's going to bring them into the world, into our plane of existence. And so he does everything that he can do. And, and he, he does the ceremony and everything. And as the God is being born right in the middle of this theater where the magicians were just doing their thing, the uh, people who oppose this, uh, this magician and the elder gods show up and, and a fight ensues and there's a lot of magic and they managed to trap the elder God in one of the safes that was used for the escape tricks. So boom, the gods trapped in the safe and they ward the safe so that none of the gods followers can open it, right? So our little nebbish magician can't open it and get his master out, and he can't do anything to get this guy out. So he decides 
that he's going to play to humanity's greed and curiosity. And he's just going to leave a little, a little note on the safe and says, anyone who opens it can get what's inside. Right. Well, unfortunately the safe falls to ruin, you know, no one opens it. It's trapped in the theater. All this time passes. And eventually the safe ends up uh, on our guy, Carl's, uh, our guy, Carl's farm. And Carl just doesn't care. He's not interested. He thinks it's funny. And so we have an elder God uh, being trapped in a safe because there's a farmer who's just not interested in opening the safe. So, and he stays there forever. So it's kind of like a irony that the most powerful being in the universe is trapped because Carl, Carl doesn't want to play. So Carl's just like, whatever elder God, not interested, man, not interested. Whatever elder God. Kevin, you're just like my five-year-old holding up your toys to the camera for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I have no control of this guy. <laughs> All right. So, hey, He's vote. in everywhere. You're watching. Vote for your one, favorite yeah. story. Um, all right, so our third and final story of the day. This one might feel like it's a little bit hashtag topical, but the character in this story, Steve Grayhart, is not a real person. So if it sounds like something that was recently in the news... I, I can't comment on that. Okay, this is called Back to the Tooth Chur. Steve Grayhart, a former dentist in Anchorage, Alaska, was sentenced to 12 years in jail after a video of him removing a patient's tooth while riding a hoverboard drew unwanted attention to his illegal activities. Grayhart decided to conduct a routine tooth removal procedure while teetering on one of the devices. Video footage shows him victoriously pulling the tooth from the mouth of a sedated patient. He then speeds down the hallway of his office with his arms raised above his head. Okay, so who wants to pitch the story based on the dentist who plucks a tooth while riding a hoverboard? All right, I don't think I've I don't think I've gone first yet, so I should go. I should all right, go. all right. You can um, go first. So I think that Steve Grayhart uh, is an alias uh, for this guy and that uh, he's an older guy. But when he was a young man, uh, he was a, a, a secret agent. Right. He was in the CIA. He was in you know the NSA, the DIA. He worked for all these these agencies. And, uh, you know, his the real talent that he had that propelled him through all these groups was his uh, addiction to adrenaline. Right. He just wants the rush as bad as he can. Well, the problem is, is he's gotten a little bit older and he's been put out the pasture. He's doing everything he can to still have the same adrenaline rush. And so now it's gotten to the point where, you know, he's practicing dentistry without a license and he's doing everything he can just to make himself excited. And so he's decided that I'm going to get a hoverboard and I'm going to see if I can pull teeth while I'm, while I'm balancing on the hoverboard. And unfortunately for Steve, uh, Cameras are everywhere now. So someone caught him and he's went to jail for 12 years. But the twist of the story is, is that one day the warden gets up and he goes to check on Steve and Steve is gone. He has used his secret agent powers to escape and he's escaped to Bali where he is continuing to practice dentistry on mobile forms of entertainment. So I don't know, man. Steve's kind of a weird guy. He's a he's a he's a, a secret agent gone gone rogue so all right thank you ra kevin or nick who wants to pitch us a story about back to the tooth chair uh i'll go what did okay. i have in mind i like your excitement uh, so level, kevin i'm very uh enthusiastic 
So uh, this is a okay. I completely lost the thread of what I was saying. I shouldn't have volunteered. Uh, <laughs> let me just make something up on the spot. Uh, so Kevin, I put you on solo layout so Steve, we can see all the sweat dripping down your forehead. Steve is uh, what we actually have here is a, a sort of speed on a hoverboard scenario. So what we don't know, those of us watching, we we're all appalled because he's doing this. But the reality is, he's being targeted by a serial killer, and he's been placed on this hoverboard and told that he has to extract this tooth. Oh, or both he and the patient will die. So he he's working very hard to make sure he gets this right, does it right. Uh, and then once he's done and he goes off on his little victory tour, uh, he's actually speeding away to the next patient that he has to work on. So he has to he has to do like 10 of these within a certain time frame or all those patients die and he dies with them. So that's what's like really going on soft. here. Speed meets saw. Nice. There you go. Speed All right, saw. Nick. Speed saw. All right, Nick, you're the last uh, one. What do you got? Yeah, I think what we've got here clearly is a case. Uh, it's like a law-abiding citizen type uh, type, type framework here where this guy um, decides um, that he's found um, one of his patients, his, uh, his ties to the cartel, and they're, uh, um, they're a bunch of Winklevoss wearing um, – uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Did I get it? No. Is it close? No. But I was, you know what I no. meant, though. So I actually get credit for that word. Um, I, le- I legitimately cannot. Winkle pickers. They're winkle picker wearing uh, cartel um, from Colombia, and they uh, they've come into the United States and uh, and are, are laundering their money. And Steve, um, he's just a good guy, and he wants to catch them, but he doesn't want to. Um, he doesn't want to get targeted by them, and so he launches this this crazy plan where he knows that the uh the reason they're in the united states is uh they uh they've got one of their guys in prison right now and so steve comes up with this plan to go to prison uh but he has to do something that's bad but not really that bad because he can't go to like you know solitary confinement or the same block as some of these killer guys because he doesn't want to die you know he doesn't want to get shanked in prison um but he so he goes to like you know the the, the white collar prison uh where this other guy's being held and and he does it by by taking out a patient's tooth on a hoverboard, which is this, this haha YouTube funny, you know, but still, Hey, that's illegal. You can't do that. Um, and in prison, he's able to target this guy, um, convince him that he has, uh, some, some health problems, uh, related to his teeth. Um, and while he is um, doing some free, uh, prison yard, uh, dental work on this cartel leader, um, he's able to kill him and make it look like an accident. And all his uh, cartel buddies are there and they can see it and they know, you know, Hey, this was an accident. So, Steve's off the hook. Um, he has to spend 12 years in prison, but he did it because he is a law-abiding citizen. Dude, I don't think prison yard dental work means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do, you know, how do you know what I meant when I said that? You must oh, have assumed. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I assumed I your, pure in, your pure intentions, sir. <laughs> hey, everyone watching, I want prison to Prison yard dental that. work sounds like it's going to be a title. Prison yard dental work. Yeah. Story on the spot.live is almost as cool as this guy. I mean, look at him with that. Yeah, Roland Denzel? Um, not everybody can it could be. Not everybody can pull off that hat. You got that little perm going on underneath it, man. That's all right. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad. Okay, so thanks for watching today. I want to remind everybody to go to story on the spot.live. That's where you can find all of our 
individual websites where you can get free books if you go to our individual websites. But go to storyonthespot.live and then you can find past episodes of the show. Lisa thinks that uh, Nick got the last one. Nice. What? Uh, <laughs> I had multiple genres working in this thing, man. And we know that sells well. Give me a vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Come back next week to find out who this week's winner was. We love you. We'll see you soon. Have a good time. Oh, wait, 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 wait.